Justify prove to be right or reasonable Justification is at the heart of all legal and political argument but at a time when argument itself is slave to appearances it is time to bring back a culture of justification Justify a podcast on law and politics in India from the Vidhi Center for Legal Policy hosted by Orgos and Gupta Welcome to episode 11 of season 3 of Justify. This is our last one for the season and like last season we've got a very special episode. I have with me filmmaker Aditya Vikram Sen Gupta. Aditya is a noted Bengali filmmaker who now is directing and writing films in multiple languages. Uh, we also went to the same school though we are not related to each other and the reason why he's here is because we are discussing a recent film that he has made. once upon a time in calcutta something that moved me very much uh, because it is a story that is about loss and belonging in any city uh, aditya welcome to justify it's great to have you here thank you for having me on so let's dive straight in uh, if you want to watch once upon a time in calcutta and i watched it recently uh, at one level it is an ode to the city Uh, it's an ode to a city and the great days that it had and at another level and very conspicuously it is also an elegy uh, talking about a city that is hmm. that is really well past its prime how do you see once upon a time in calcutta so orgo i have uh, grown up and spent the first 20 years of my life in this city and i've had a wonderful childhood and days of schooling and college and you know i've seen the city go through a lot and uh, since 2008 and 9 with the advent of uh, the internet and cellular phones and the new government coming in in 2011 the city i really observed the city moving and changing very rapidly its appetite increasing and um, you know just things around me started changing so rapidly that you know i i i i started reacting to these things very strongly and there were things from the past that would come up come back to me and memories from the past that would come back to me and all my experience kind of you know just aligned together to kind of start creating this story and what i feel about my home yeah and i think that uh, it comes out very beautifully because uh, oh, i'm i'm also from the city and we have a very complicated relationship with yes. it uh, yes. of a city that's that's kind of both stuck in time in some sense uh, but also moving ahead in fairly unexceptional ways in others it's it's almost like a relationship at home you know um i mean we grow up uh, at home and we love it during our childhood and then we when we become adults we start objectively seeing home and we start pinpointing things and we get into fights with our parents and then there comes a point when we just come home 7 days 10 days is enough but more than that starts to get kind of suffocating for us but there's a sense of comfort there's a sense of deep love that you feel when you're there the smell of old linens and pillows really comforts you and gives you good sleep but after a point you need to be on your own so the relationship is extremely complicated and but something worth exploring which which is what i've tried in the film Yeah, so let's and... dive into dive into some specifics because, as you've said, that uh, 
this is a global phenomenon this kind of change that you're talking as in with the digital age yeah. the old giving way yeah. to the new it yeah. seems to be something that's happening all over the world at different paces um, and 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 calcutta which perhaps might have been an outlier for a while is now not an outlier in the film what mm-hmm. i was very interested by is that you use this allegory of a dinosaur sculpture and i thought that mm-hmm. was very interesting because uh, and in full disclosure aditya and i are not related to each other but we did go to the same school at around the same time um, but we all of us who grew up in calcutta in the 90s would know that uh, this existed this dinosaur sculpture existed outside science city so on your way to the airport you could uh, always see it uh, but in your film you have this without any major spoilers i think i can say this that you yeah, have yeah. this allegory of a dinosaur sculpture that's giving its way, giving way to a new flyover and i thought that was a fairly powerful scene and and i was wondering whether you just thought about it as a simple old calcutta giving way to a new kolkata because i noticed that you called the film once upon a time in calcutta and not kolkata or are you also trying to say that the and i'm being provocative here that the city itself is perhaps like a dinosaur it's kind of on its path to extinction right so uh, although the inception of the film happened um with the dinosaur you know because i used to pass science city and that's when the flyover was being built and there was a point when the flyover reached um uh, the dinosaur you know and i had clicked a picture which seemed like the starting point of a race you know where the dinosaur was there and the flyover was there and that actually was the inception of the film that is when i started writing the film because that image really moved me it was a very powerful image for me and it would make me wonder about you know just about relevance and how how long something remains relevant and uh, so and then i dived into the film and you know i started writing about the city and uh, uh existence in the city and these people trying to find their ground and trying to find their little corners to exist and there are certain people who are uh, nearing extinction and it's almost difficult for them to survive anymore like one of the characters in the film um so i think the the i mean everything started from there everything started from the dinosaur and the flyover no i think that's a that's a that's a that was a really telling uh image as in it was of course captured uh, in film but i think uh, there was a lot going on there uh, which which requires to be unpacked but i think what was also interesting is that when we were growing up in calcutta in the 80s and i'm sure you'd remember um rajiv gandhi had said that calcutta is a is a dying city and those are his words and mm-hmm. not not mine mm-hmm. and um, and i remember reading it in the front pages of the newspaper and i remember that i was i, I was both deeply deeply distressed and i remember i had cried mm-hmm. when i heard that statement for the first time because i felt like i was very much there i was about to go to school my city was in dying it was well and truly alive uh, but it seemed that uh, rajiv gandhi and several others actually who had a who had perhaps a, a better and more objective vantage point uh, saw it otherwise but your film and and this is my reading also suggests a kind of very painfully slow death uh, for the city um mm. and and i was wondering as to how you uh, thought about that as to whether this is you giving up hope um or is it something that is very much that the bhadralok fascination for the city mm. 
uh, and all that it stood for is perhaps dead, but the city is alive in a different form. Yeah, because I feel that, you know, I, I just felt that over the years, and I mean, I'm talking about like when we were growing up and now there has been a, a corrosion of um, human empathy in the city, you know, and that is what is most striking for me. And, and that kind of seeps into everything else, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whether it's cultural. And I feel that people really don't, um, there is no real value for each other. And for some reason or the other, I can't pinpoint what, um, it has been uh, corroding over the years. Yeah, and now when we, you know, when I, when I go back to the city, it's, it's almost like it's impossible for me to, um, there is no environment for me. You know, there is no uh, climate for me for growth. I mean, I'm saying this from a very personal point of view and I feel extremely stifled. And, but then, you know, when I also look at the kind of films that are being made, the kind of uh, cultural, um, um, you know, uh, the kind of art and culture that is being created, we are still kind of obsessed and stuck with uh, people like Satyajit Ray and Ravindranath Tagore, and, you know, and that comes from a sense, I mean, there is a sense of entitlement and laziness together mm-hmm. because, you know, when we are, uh, it's, I just feel it's really become a very lazy and paralyzed kind of a city where people just don't want to do anything. And I don't know why it is the way it is. Maybe because, uh, you know, we have, I mean, historically Calcutta has been, you know, a, a a settlement by the river. It's always been very fertile. There has been zamindars, and we come from a history of that um, kind of, you know. Um, so I, I think it's something that has been ingrained in people. Like if you go to North Calcutta, I mean, the kind of people who are there, the kind of people you meet, you know, they're stuck in time, and it's just so difficult to penetrate into their minds or understand what their thought process is, and they're just absolutely rigid. It's like a, it's like a different time zone completely. No, absolutely. And I think this is this is really resonating because uh, both you and I as it have grown up in the city, we went uh, elsewhere to study um, and now we live elsewhere. And, and, I, and I feel like uh, whenever I'm going back to the city as many of us do to visit our parents or grandparents or extended family, um, it's a very familiar Friday night flight from Delhi where you always meet someone or the other around the yeah. same age group. I think that there is a there is a feeling that uh, yes, I'm going back home in some sense, but this is also not home anymore. It's stifling. It's it's, it's not it's, because there's nothing that stimulates me in the city anymore. You know that's right. Um, there's absolutely nothing that stimulates me. So and I'm just wondering, and I'm just wondering because uh, because you 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 you've been elsewhere, as in you you're now in Bombay. You've you've studied elsewhere, and how much do you think that this is a this is a global phenomenon? Because sometimes as Calcuttans we tend to think of ourselves as exceptional, and we think that it is Calcutta where there has been a corrosion of values and but how much do you think that this is the way i i also don't i also don't know what what is with calcuttans and the pride to be bangali and from calcutta i don't know where that comes from really because 
you know not after a point to it, to start with only i think it's a very i don't want to use harsh words but <laughs> i i just think it's an absurd way to think no i think you because know? we are we are talking amongst ourselves as someone said that uh, about when i used to live in england when someone said uh, you can say a bad word about birmingham only if you are from there so i think we are in a in a safe space because i can i i i, I can say that uh, you know the only reason perhaps we feel that there is some kind of exceptionalism is because it's all we've got um mm. and and i think that sounds i mean sad doesn't make me sad to say it uh, but um it feels that right i i also think that bengalis are extremely ethnocentric and and i've i have experienced that constantly even in my own home where you know other cultures other way of eating dressing up is looked down upon constantly you know uh, so i find all of this very i find all of this very absurd and weird and strange i don't know where it comes from you know no and I've, and it's something that i've seen um, constantly you know around me all the time in my family and otherwise also you know just looking down upon other cultures other you know ways of eating habits etc and it's i don't know where all this comes from this you know this sense of unshakable pride and you know that this is the way to be this is how absolutely and i think there's a there's a lot of writing on this there's a lot of writing on this which talks about the fact as to how modernity came early to bengal so given the fact that bengal became in that sense globalized with the advent of the east india company and the mm. alacrity with which bengal embraced the british that uh, modernity came early to the state and it seems to be a consequence of that but what i found interesting is that in your movie there is quite a you've made a statement against that implicitly because calcutta's love to consider the city as the cultural capital of the country but in your film the depiction of the city is one that is in many ways banal right so there are chit fund scams astrology shows sleazy building promoters there is a theater which is a decrepit one which is falling to pieces now this i was wondering what you were trying to depict when you were depicting the city as an as an ordinary one do you think that there is no merit to the fact that calcutta is the cultural capital or considers itself to be the cultural capital with all its rich history of art and filmmaking and theater or are you saying that something has corroded over a period of time so i mean it's a pretty clear thing that calcutta considers itself as a lot of things right and that is where that's the biggest problem to start with but um whatever i've shown in the film is you know these are all things that i have experienced since childhood so ella's life the way she lives the dog the character of shishi the kind of house um the theater that theater i used to um i was in touch with so there was a person called omur ghosh who had built that theater and um, i was in touch with him through his last days and he used to live alone and uh, uh, you know he died at the theater and towards his 
last few days he would constantly be um in fear that people would poison him his son would poison him or neighbors would poison him etc so these are all real characters and real people who i have met and uh, stuck in a different mindset and you know i wanted to explore the city through its people and through these different mindsets that coexist like you know and um, and the thing is that you know each one of us as humans we um, we embody a world within ourselves so you have 36 years of whatever you have experienced of the world right i have 38 years of whatever i have experienced of the world and these experiences are so different and these worlds are so different and so when i'm ex- exploring all these character these are various worlds that i'm bringing together you know and various mindsets that i'm bringing together almost like you know putting different fish in an aquarium and observing them from outside so that That's has right. been my approach towards uh building the film and because aditya and i went to school together he's he knows exactly how old i am uh, so no prizes for guessing how he knows that uh but uh, what i would like to dwell on a little bit is this this point which you made about uh, omar ghosh the theater owner who you depict very movingly um in your film and what seems to me to be quite powerful is the fact that a gentleman like this could think of building a theater which had a stage that could could move up and down perhaps at a time where this idea was well ahead of its time and i'm sorry i don't know in your language what that stage which moves up and down is called uh, but i felt that this was an idea that was way ahead of its time and so at some point of time uh, a gentleman like mr ghosh may have been a pioneer and uh, it seems that the city is that's what is left of the city that these memories that we hold on to at a time when we were pioneers uh in comparison with what you show as the reality of the city today which is you know essentially uh brokers for chit funds uh you have persons who you know like uh, urban clap and urban company come in and do makeup and and, and styling for people in their houses which are fairly unexceptional and happen everywhere so i was wondering whether you could tell us a little bit about mr ghosh uh, the 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 actual gentleman and uh, what you feel of about somebody like that who might have been a pioneer in his time but is 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 rigidly refusing to move on so um orgo i so because i was not alive at that time i cannot you know i'm unable to feel the pain completely um but i do know a lot of people who have been alive at that time and acted in theater and even so could you my... give a bit of a background in terms of what time we are talking about what kind of setting we are talking about because people obviously in the 60s have... in the 60s and 70s and even in my earlier film lolita chatterjee and you know they they've all acted in a lot of theater and she herself has done theater with amor ghosh in sarkarina right and um but what started happening is that with the coming of the theaters the cinema um people wanted to start going to the cinema more 
and uh, you know the demand for theater started going down and which is why at that point of time the theater started introducing cabaret you know in order to kind of titillate audiences and draw audiences and uh, you must have heard of miss shepali also that's right and yeah um so one of the characters ella's mother is based on one of these cabaret dancers who was like a last desperate attempt for the theater to um, run and make money and sustain itself you know uh, but post 90s theater completely declined and you know there's just absolutely nothing left of it so um, when i started going to sarkarina and meeting omar ghosh he was already i met him for the last i think 5 or 6 years of his life and he was still stuck in the time when he had built the theater and uh, you know it's one of a kind it's the only one in asia which is like that it's it's a it's a hydraulic theater that goes up and down with a circular proscenium kind of a stage and he i'm the way he spoke about the theater and the kind of shows that he wanted to do it just felt that he was living in a different world because whatever he said didn't exist and you know that you know it can never come true and um, you know and his health was also he was in very poor health and he was deteriorating and and there have been times when i've gone to the theater and it's it's exactly how like how you see it in the film uh, probably scarier and i've gone up and i've seen omar ghosh lying alone with a plate of food that has been there for um, from the day before and a cat has already eaten it halfway and you know and i just didn't know how to react to these situations um was the film a set or was it actually shot in the theater it's actually shot there you see hmm. it's actually shot there and um so yeah and you know i we could never feel the kind of pain that they would feel and um, and i and i don't know it's i mean things of course things move and things progress and things become irrelevant and one must evolve and move along with it you know um but there are i think there are people who can't there are people who still hold on to things there are i mean i mean that's the tragedy of it and um, so aditya bengali cinema has been widely viewed as a, as a creative powerhouse of indian filmmaking and you yourself talk about the growth of cinema as having led to the downfall of theater um but over the years and despite a very clear revival in the 1990s uh with a great new crop of filmmakers with good new creative films um it has neither the volume of bollywood nor does it have the commercial potential of the southern states which has seemed to have taken over the ott platforms uh and perhaps now not even the creativity uh with uh, with many bengali filmmakers uh, choosing to work elsewhere so what is your sense about where next um for the bengali film industry so um to start with uh, you know talking about theater and cinema causing the downfall of theater uh it, it it's not really a downfall i mean of course in the 70s and 80s people flocked to the cinemas more because of which theater had got hit but if you take bombay for example which is the biggest film industry um in the country um 
the theater scene is quite vibrant you know hmm. so i think it actually boils down to the kind of content that you're putting out and the kind of uh, work that you're putting and love that you're putting into what you're trying to create so there needs to be um, one needs to put in the respect that something needs the time that something needs the love that something needs for it to uh you know give you back what you expect that it'll give back otherwise it'll never give back what you want one has to invest you know and that investment cannot be piggybacking on a satyajit ray or a ramindranath tagore hmm. it has to be one's own self and you know um working hard to create your own voice and your own uh personality in your work that is when people really are interested in it right so uh, talking about the film industry i don't i don't know about the film industry but i think in general this is the kind of i mean in, in general this is what we lack i feel and i'm saying we because you know i'm also a part of it and whenever i'm in calcutta i feel that it has this strange inertia that pulls you into this coma you know of just wanting to do nothing or just letting things be being okay with stuff uh and i don't know why it's 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 almost like a sickness it's like a virus and i don't and and all these things are interrelated you know that's all... right and i feel and i feel uh, aditya that this is something that uh, works across sectors because it has been my uh, uh a big uh, personal dilemma at all points of time that despite loving the city and calling it home uh i don't see myself as a professional in that city at this point of time um and i'm i'm really ashamed to say um uh, and 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 i'm i i feel very sad that i feel ashamed to say that uh but but i think it's it's what you spoke about um that there is this feeling of inertia that there is this feeling that inertia is okay uh and and i think that's something that uh, that keeps me away from the city as my as my professional base uh, as yes. much as i would like to otherwise and you told me recently that you also shifted to bombay um so does that mean that you are now going to become a multilingual filmmaker or is it that you are also going to continue making bengali films um so right now i am working on a few hindi language projects and that's because you know the it's it's just easier to it's just easier to create it's just easier to reach out to more people the economy is different and you know whereas in in calcutta it's really it's it's a very contained and small little industry and um yeah the and financially also i do, i don't see it as a very lucrative uh form i mean and i at least i don't make the kind of cinema which you know which will allow me to sustain making films in only bengali language and staying in bengal which is why i started making films the way i make films you, you know with international co-producers and grants and um because that is the path for me yeah but in uh, at least now for the next few projects um it will probably be hindi and other maybe other indian languages or maybe english not sure but so is there a 
is there a and they lived happily ever after to a story that begins with once upon a time in calcutta can you see yourself making that film yes i do have a few happily ever after ideas and see you know making films is almost i mean not almost it's like a reaction uh to things that i experience around me and everything in some way or the other everything that i say or write or depict is something that i'm reacting to you know so i do kind of um get inspired by a lot of stories and i want to depict or adapt stories but then eventually they again become about what i have experienced even in my first film it is an italian story from where you know it's inspired but then the film and everything becomes about my memories of childhood and you know my parents and food and everything else mm-hmm. so um yeah so i don't pressurize myself with you know such agendas but uh, no, but, but this it has been a, this is... a lot of people happy if i yeah so no because this has been a terribly depressing conversation particularly for me as an although a very important one uh so perhaps i was wondering whether there is something about uh, calcutta today that makes you happy as in a, a lot makes me happy i i i find some great familiarity in my old roll shop uh which sells uh, an egg chicken roll still for 37 rupees uh i find uh, a great outpouring of uh, creativity during the durga pujas particularly the pandals that i see um in different parts of town and not just the traditionally well known ones um and and i do see these snatches of life which makes me feel that um, there is a glimmer of hope so for you is there anything that makes you feel happy about calcutta must be something um, of course it's everything else that you mentioned right now you know and i love winters in calcutta it's it's one place Uh, if i had to choose a place where i would want to be in the world during winter it's calcutta there's no other place but again it's sad because i want to be there for the sake of nostalgia and familiarity uh rather than the city stimulating me in new ways you know so um, yeah it's almost like a little drug fix that you go back to and then you you're out of it so it's always about once upon a time in calcutta so tell us when does this movie uh, release when can we when can we see it uh, a wider audience when can they see it yeah we are in talks uh, we are planning to release the film soon we want a big theatrical release because we believe that uh, the film is for everyone you know and um, so yeah we we really hope to release the film this year i i wish you all the very best and i hope that all our listeners uh, do look out for this film and watch it it may be a film that's ostensibly based in calcutta and it is and it's the story of a city uh, and aditya's experiences of being in the city but it is at its core a, a story of a passing generation of time of evolution and of things that fall apart and what remains in its place so i think the message is one that's truly global and i think it's something that would resonate with all our listeners uh, aditya we'll have to stop it here congratulations for making such a uh, touching and moving film uh, and i hope there are there are many more uh, films to follow uh, both in hindi uh, english and any language you want but perhaps maybe one or two in bengali as well yes thank, thank you, you very much aditya thank it's a so real much. pleasure to have you 
This is the last episode of the season, so there's no clatter question, but there's certainly a clatter answer. Last week, I asked you for the link between an 1834 lithograph sketch and plan of the Vishweshwar temple and an 1841 Palladian porch on the banks of the river Hooghly. The answer is James Princep. For anyone who's been to Calcutta, the Princep Ghat on the banks of the river is quite a sight. The winner for the question is Rakesh Kainur. Rakesh, congratulations for winning the last Disney Plus Hot Star subscription for this season. That brings us to the end of season three of Justify. It's been an exhilarating ride, which started with drug reforms in Punjab, mining in Goa, and ending with today's episode in Calcutta. We haven't only traveled around the Golden Quadrilateral, we've looked at the war in Ukraine, we've looked at the global phenomenon that is cryptocurrency, Pegasus and the surveillance society we live in, and secularism and the litigations around Gyanvapi, Merat, Mathura, and Masjids in various parts of India. Thank you very much for tuning in to season three. This episode's been on Calcutta. So let me leave you with a song from my time growing up in the city where I went to school. And when I didn't want to go to school, I listened to Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall. Enjoy the song. Thank you very much for tuning in. Adjourned. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vidhi underscore India for regular updates. We are on SoundCloud and Spotify as Vidhi Center for Legal Policies podcast. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts or iTunes. Email us at justify at vidhilegalpolicy.in to share your comments and feedback on this episode.